0: And welcome to this week episode of Team Cat Home My Radio today. Happy Monday! Hope you guys are having a great day. It's almost Christmas. It's almost a holiday. So hope you guys are getting your Christmas shopping ready, and hope you guys are set, uh, stay, uh, basically keeping yourself safe. Basically, doing everything you can to make sure that you are staying warm. It's going to get really cold. I know it's going to get really cold. It's like 43 right now. But make sure to stay safe. Have a warm clothes right. And not having warm clothes would be sad. So, please make sure to stay safe at the same time. I know some people are going to say, Well, I have those winter clothing and I don't know what to do with them. Well, it's not a fashion show. I'm not a fashion police. But I recommend styling it up a little bit. Maybe put scarves or something in there. Maybe, maybe add a little bit of flair to it. Not being over... You know, over crazy with your your fashion winter stuff, but this is up to you if you want to do it or not. It's not up to me. It's up to you guys. So, and make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys are staying stylish. Well, stylish would be cool. But also think about what's your new New Year resolution this. What are you gonna do? New, new 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 Year resolution. My New Year resolution is hopefully I bring Maria show back. Um, back in my and back in and. Uh, Uh, Richland. So, hopefully, in the campus, hopefully, things are ready. Hopefully, I can get uh, my radio show back on. Well, on temporary hold because of reasons. So, make sure you guys are actually tuning in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And make sure you guys are hopefully reading up articles like Hong Kong Free Press. Because that's where we get all oh, the articles. So those those articles I'm reading up is not from me. It's from Hong Kong Free Press. Make sure you give them a lot of credit. If you give them a lot of credit, it will be fantastic. Make sure to... Um, if you guys have a subscription with Hong Kong Free Press, do it. Alright, let's get into it. So China's zero COVID protest shows lim- limits of weaker U- of solidarity. Their deaths and a fire triggered China's biggest protest in generations, but few people seem to know the victims were Uyghur families torn apart by Beijing's crackdown in Xinjiang or East Turkestan. (laughs) On November 24th, 10 people died in an apartment block blaze in Urumqi, the northwestern Northwestern capital, with many around China blaming a grinding COVID lockdown for scumpering, scumpering rescue efforts. The news unleashed long-simmering resentment over Beijing's health curves, setting up widespread demonstrations that helped tip the government into reversing its strict COVID coronavirus measures. For the protesters, those who died in the fire were martyrs of zero COVID. But AFP interviews with relatives of the victims shows they felt the fire was the only latest tragedy to strike their community. Um, to have... First Mama Tim Timon, a Uyghur who left China in twenty sixteen and now lives in Switzerland, lost his lost his aunt, Quamishan, Quamishan Ademahan, I'm sorry about butcher that name. And four of her young children in the fire. Her husband and son, along with Mama Timan Timon's father, were arrested by Chinese authorities in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Mama Timin, and his family believed they were spirited into sprawling networks of detention centers where, chi- where China has been accused of detaining more than 1 million Uyghurs and other mostly Muslim minority. <laughs> My aunt waited several years for her loved ones to be released, but died without seeing them again, 27-year-old Mamamitan said. Her alleg- after allegations by Washington and other of gen others of genocide, a United Nations report said in August that torture claims were credible and that the detention may be co- may constitute crimes against humanity. <laughs> Beijing says the facilities were voluntary, quote-unquote, vocational schools designed to el- eliminate extremist thought, which basically making them abandon their religion. The mainly Uyghur area up Urumqi, where, the, where the, the fire erupted, appeared to have been under strict COVID curve since August. Perhaps, if my aunt's husband and son had been there, they could have used their strength to save them," <laughs> Mama Teeman said, but maybe not since the door was locked from the outside. Other residents and relatives of the deceased have made similar claims and alleged that the lockdown barricades slowed the emergency response. Authorities have denied, have denied the accusations. Like, of course, they always denied it. <laughs> Memoriali Abbas, a Uyghur living in Turkey, said his daughter and granddaughter only escaped by learning a local official who let them out. But the pair were later questioned with regards to the fire. He told ARP, "I don't know where they are." Abbas and his Abbas says his family grievances also. A predate the blaze. His older son had been in prison since 2017. After returning from a trip overseas and his nephew was taken away to a camp the same year, he said. <laughs> I don't know why he's being held. I believe he's there because he's a Uyghur and he's a Muslim, he said. I don't know why some other, countries, some other Muslim countries even support this anyway. The deaths ignite fury in Urumqi inspired actions in other cities, notably protesters in Shanghai gathered at Urumqi. Long-chi's, um road, named after Chi in Mandarin, as the wave of rallies peaked on, when, on the weekend on November 26th and 27th. Silent vigils called for solidarity anti-lockdown slogans expanded into demands for freedom of speech and even Chinese leader Xi Jinping resignation. We were all Xinjiang people, chanted demonstrators in Beijing. But awareness of the victims' active backgrounds remained limited in the country where the government strictly controls the press and censors social media. The protests were fueled lo- largely by frustration over zero COVID, experts said, rather than solidarity with the Uyghurs as such. It is an attempt to avoid a disaster happening to them next. Rather than an attempt to show empathy or understand Uyghurs, said David Tobin, a Xinjiang scholar at, Beijing, at Britain's University of, S- of, Sef- of Sheffield. <laughs> Demonstrations did not appear to address the racialized, uh, racialized dimensions of health restrictions in Xinjiang. Had. He added, he cited enhanced security presence, heavier-handed measures, and a lack of essential supplies in weaker, areas under zero COVID as examples of the ev- of the even heavier tactics deployed there. Meanwhile, years of persecution deterred ethnic minority citizens from joining the protests themselves. Turkey-based, activists, Turkey-based Uyghur activist Jevlan Jev Şebn Mehmet said, said, Why do you think no Uyghur took part in the Romji demonstrations, he asked. Because they can't go out. They're either too scared, or they'll be brand as terrorists if they do. Overseas protests had to create some p- space for Uyghurs to inform Chinese nationals about the crackdown. One participant at a New York vigil said initially did not know the victims I see at all. As he blamed the chinese government limits on freedom of speech for his lack of for his lack of information i heard their stories and tend to believe them but i cannot verify them he said and i feel super hopeless because i feel because i don't feel we can possibly find any way to help them because they kept because the government kept censoring things how are going to do how are going to say anything when hundreds gathered in london last month activists right right Unhurled a flag associated with Xinjiang's independence. While some attendees from, China, from China's majority Han ethnicity, many of them students at British at universities, Bristol, many seem receptive to, hear, to hearing more, she said. <sighs> many protesters really don't know that these victims were Uyghurs, Why what is happening to Uyghur people, she told AP. Nonetheless, this kind of unity and bravery is a baby step to, le- to learning more and demanding more. At least they're understanding it now. But a Uyghur attendee at another event who said that some friend would detained was skeptical. She said the protest was a little too, too little too late, and might even provoke a backlash against the community. For us, everything started in 2017, she said, referring to the year Beijing intensifies its crackdown on the Uyghurs. I wrote on social media, it's ha- it's been five years, and a non-Uyghur friend commented, "Why? Covid has always been there for three years." I was so angry. Who isn't angry? I feel like if, this is why it is so bad that this isn't even happening at all. It's ridiculous when the government when a government like uh, authoritarianism loves to stop all, everything, put out censorship, and it makes it more you know more harder for anyone else like us to even know what the heck is going on. I would just like to say hell, but I'm not going to say that. Prosecution flags uh, flags six new al- allegedly seditious new stand news articles and c- case against Hong Kong's outlet and editors. An additional six articles published by sh- by the shuttered independent media outlet Stand News has been flagged by the prosecution for potentially violating Hong Kong colonial-era sedition law. As the hearing to term- terminate the alleged- allegedly unfair trial entered its third day. The sedition trial against former percent news chief editor Chung Pui-kun and Patrick Lam, both accused of conspiring to distribute. distribute seditious publications, was halted after it was revealed during a witness testimony that the police had archived hundreds more, hundreds more articles than those provided by the prosecution to the defense as evidence. Consequently, the defense applied for a permanent stay of proceedings to terminate the trial. <laughs> In front of Judge Scott White King at District Court on Monday, the prosecution read out six articles. Lead Prosecutor Laura argued that if the prosecution has known about 587 archived articles, they would have selected more, more to be presented as evidence for the trial. The newly disclosed articles would have been more useful to our case than to the defense, M. told the court, and saying that the newly emerged articles could have proved the patterns of the defense conspiracy quote unquote which is what they said two of the six articles were written by veteran journalist Alan O who is also the author of five allegedly seditious commentaries already admitted as evidence one was written by self-exiled former lawmaker Nathan Law and the two were written by the former editor Lam Ninh Pong the the last article was a news write-up by an unidentified author from *Stand News UK Bureau. <laughs> However, Defense Counsel David Moss said the subject matter in the state hearing was not the content of the 587 disclosed articles. But the fact that, you, that the National, that National Security Police had intentionally disposed of an enormous amount of articles of which the police said they could not recall the exact number before selecting 587 articles to be archived. According to a police testimony last week, National Security Police took a number of screenshots of the first ar- first page of articles. The police later archived the full version of 587 selected articles and deleted the other screenshot. Ma argued that it has been, it been irresponsible of the police to delete the screenshots of other articles, as they were unused. Materials that should have been sent to the defense and could be have been used f- useful for the defense to build a case. For an a, for an important department like the National Security Department dealing with a serious crime like this, I cannot accept the claims that they never thought their selections of articles could be disputed, and that they have they might that they might need to save the archives. Ma said. The defense said. They were unable to retrieve any sand News articles, as the outlet's website went dark after the chief editors and board members were arrested on December twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. Massa, the fair trial of this case, hence relied on police archives. The five hundred eighty seven newly found articles have been admitted as evidence by the prosecution for proceedings relating to a staying hearing. He Instead, that the said that. Judge Gu- Judge Quark could read the, those he considered considered necessary to read. Quark will will rule on the on the stay applications on Thursday. <laughs> I don't know why they kept. I don't understand because they kept doing this every time, and I don't know how long, you know, they're gonna be doing or how long they could be trying to make them stay, and you know, it's just it's just a cheap. Political propaganda tool that they're using, mainly again, mainly the pro Beijing that they're using. So, of course, like Tyler said, founder of Hong Kong's top big pro Beijing Facebook group Save Hong Kong, amongst four elected to the city's legislature, Adrian Ho, the founder of Save Hong Kong, who's also a member of the New People's Party, a pro Beijing. In say Hong Kong, in a pro Beijing Facebook group that had over 100,000 members but was removed by social media platform, and also a member of the of the New People's Party, has been elected to Hong Kong's Legislative Council, together with DAB Cheng Wing Kwong, engineering professor William Wong, and AI and AI, AI company director Shanghai Long. Sunday's by election was to fill four election committee constituency seats left vacant after Horace Chung, Nelson Lam, Alice Mack, and Sung Dong joined, joined Chief Executive John Lee's cabinet in July. <laughs> Only members of the 1,500 seats election committee made up of pro Beijing elites are leg- eligible to vote for the city's chief executive. This constituency was expanded and its composed change composition changed as part of a Beijing-led election overhaul in March 2021. Voting on Sunday opened at 9 a.m. and closed at 11.30 a.m. According to the Registration and elect- Electoral Office, 1,307 out of, the to- out of the total of 1,441 election committee members voted Representing a turnout rate of 90.7 percent, Chang was the biggest winner. Was the biggest winner. Was the biggest winner with 1,028 votes. William Wong got 983 ballots. Ho won 833 votes, and Chang secured 817. The two candidates who fell short, Wong Ji-Him and F T. Use Lee Kwang Lee Kwang Yu received 4, 791 and 781 votes respectively. The turnouts for the same constituency in the 2021 run was higher at 98.48 percent when when 1,426 members of the election committee cast their ballots. Yeah, they call it the democratic, and you guys are crazy. When reports asked about the drop in turnouts after the by-election, the chairperson of the Electoral Affairs Commission, David Locke, said the commission would not comment on election turnouts. But I think the level of turnouts rate is determined by a, f- by a lot of factors. Meeting with the press after learning of the, of the election results, Hull said he wanted to add his patriotic, Hong Kong-loving, and rational voice to the legislature. Would that oh, include democracy? Use suffrage without Beijing's interference? I don't know. I hope in the coming days I can bring in a young voice with international vision and different experiences to the council, he added. When you yourself can you. We will get to the oath later. When lawmaker elected Chan was asked a question in English about his aspiration for entering the legislative council, DB Chair Starry Lee and Vice Chair Holden Chow answered on the registered Chinese medicine practitioner's behalf. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know what what they're saying. He has his expertise in Chinese medicine, and of course, going forward, he would put a lot of effort in promoting and enhancing the entire industry and in the use of Chinese medicine. Chow said. <laughs> the chief executive sent a statement on Sunday morning, on Sunday afternoon. that he hoped that hoped the that the new um, four new the four new lawmakers will uh, will under executive led system in the Patriotic Administration of Hong Kong. <laughs> Principle create and develop an environment conductive um, to for constructive policy debates. John Lee would administer the four of taking on Monday morning. According to local media, <laughs> there's plenty of controversy about that, especially at common advertisement. According to local media, William Wong and Shanghai Long has allegedly failed to submit a signed consent. <laughs> Consent forms from the people who they mentioned in election advertisements within the legal time frame. EAC notes to candidates state that a copy of the permission form should be submitted for the public inspections within one working day after an advertisement is published. The maximum penalty for found to do so will be $5,000 of fine and six months of imprisonment. The chief executive was spared from having to pay such penalties in August after meaning that he has not submitted three consent forms. I wonder if the pro-democracy didn't, they're going to get arrested. Yeah, not is it not fair? No, it's not fair. William Wong began publishing advertise, election advertisements on his Facebook page with names of political heavyweights such as Tom Yu-Tung, Hong Kong sole delegates to China, China's legislature in late November, but only... Start uploading the required consent documents on December 8th. As for Shang, Now News reported that he had published posts support showing support from executive council member from the executive council member Ko Wing Men and Federation of, Ka- of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labor Unions, but did not so- submit their consent form. Locke said the EAC has received six complaints over the Sunday's by-election with the majority related to election advertisement. We are following up with the complaints. We also vote to notify and remind candidates that they have to observe and observe the relevant regulations. At this stage, we are not commenting on the individual cases. Of course, they would say that. The EAC chairperson added, Shang told the told reporters on Sunday that all people and organizations supporting him has signed a consent form and he has submitted those documents on time. Then why is the, if there's a problem, if there aren't any problems, please ask the AOC. <laughs> Even though they're not going to answer that question, so what's the point? He's saying, well, go ask them. Why don't you ask them then? Smart A word. However, he admitted that he did not sign the consent forms of his two daughters. Both of whom were under the age of ten, signing my daughter's consent as their guardian to support myself. This does not seem to make sense," he said. Meanwhile, Warren Wong said he would not answer the question when asked if he was if he's worried his delayed submission of advertisement would lead to challenges on the election outcome. Of course, it's gonna challenge it. What do you expect? These prohibitions seem to get either successful or failures when it comes to this kind of problem. <laughs> Why don't we talk about TikTok, shall we? Why don't what about TikTok? Oh wow, TikTok denied setting up illegal operations in Taiwan. TikTok Chinese owners denied on Monday setting up a subsidiary company in Taiwan after the island's authorities said they were investigating the social media app for running illegal operations. The Mainland Affairs Council, Taiwan's top China policy-making body, <laughs> said the cabinet had requested a multi-agent investigations during a meeting on security issues posed by, tic- by Tiktok earlier this month. The case was forwarded to prosecutors for, in- for investigation after a local company allegedly engaged in business activities in Taiwan on behalf of ByteDance, Tiktok's Chinese parent firm Max said without elaborating. Chinese internet and social media platforms are banned from operating businesses in Taiwan under local laws. Biden said on Monday it has no presence in, in Taiwan. The recent report suggests suggesting ByteDance have set up a subsidiary in Taiwan are incorrect. A spokesperson told AP the company has not established any legal entities in Taiwan. TikTok is available in Taiwan, but not un, but it's not especially popular, unless you're talking about some other people. The Taiwanese newspaper Liberty Times reported on Monday. That the subsidiary under that the subsidiary under investigation was a company set up in twenty eighteen that changed its name to ByteDance Taiwan Limited Company in November. Taiwan has a long warrant that it is on the receiving end of Chinese disinformation and espionage campaigns. It has ramped up scrutinies of Chinese businesses in recent years and imposed investment rules on various key sectors, including the island's state-of-the-art semiconductor com- industry. Mac describes TikTok as a security risk. And is, isn't is that right? True, is, it is. Some state some people in America are not banning it. Anyway, in recent years, China has used TikTok and other short videos to conduct co- cognitive operations to infiltrate other countries, it said in a statement late on Sunday. There is also a higher risk of users' perf- uh, personal information being collected for the Chinese government, it said. <laughs> Chinese authoritarian Communist Party claims Democratic... And several Taiwan, and has vowed to one day cease it. Relations between Beijing and Taipei are at their worst in years. Beijing has increased military, diplomatic, and economic pressure on the island since Chai Ing-wen became Taiwan's president in 2016 because she views the island as a sovereign nation and not part of a one China. Even though for her, she already knows, she said that Taiwan's already been independent since 49. So, why can't Beijing just at least accept this reality? Taipei has also accused Beijing of stepping up so called gray zones threats for warplanes incursions into its air defense zone to cyber attack and cognitive cognitive warfare. TikTok denies being a security risk or that it has been beholden to Chinese authorities. However, the company has come under increasing pressure and scrutiny within Western nations, especially. In the United States over its Chinese ownerships. U.S. senators vote unanimously last week to ban the video sharing app on government phones as a part of a growing bipartisan crackdown on TikTok. Even though those two members also do use TikTok, so. Why are you getting Why are you making that law now? When you guys are still using it, you might as well get rid of it completely. So it's hypocritical to even pass the law if you are still using that stupid app, that freaking Psych Pack app that literally takes over your freaking personal information. I don't. I mean, you guys can you know you guys can sit here and go ooh and ah about how oh how great TikTok is. I mean how great TikTok is. I'm not saying you guys are dumb, but I'm saying people don't un, people don't know that this is. Already a security risk, and people don't understand about it. And they're like, "Well, it's not a security. Look at Instagram. Look at Twitter." Yes, I know how crazy Instagram and Twitter is. They're, they, they suck. Okay, they suck. But the thing is, we could talk about it. We could sit here and start, you know, ranting about it, or start here and start blabbing our mouth on it, or saying thing otherwise. If you look at, if you look at and go, ch- I dare you to go try to do that in China. Yeah, Louis, do that in CCP China. So. And they can go ahead and they can beat you up to death, or arrest you maybe, or something, something even worse. Well, I don't know why people cannot look at that reality, and they cannot look at the truth, they always look at something worse, and they never believe in something, and they think that nothing is, pro- you think that everything here poses a significant risk, when you realize that the comments party is the one that poses a horrific, significant risk to our security. And don't sit here and, you know, sit here and start to go ooh and ah about about if it's true or not. Let's get back to it. So, organ donation scheme between Hong Kong and China, not a bad thing. Doctor says after baby receives heart from mainland. Having a cross-border scheme for organ donations between mainland China and Hong Kong is not a bad thing. The Honorable President of Hong Kong's Transplant Sports Association, Chao Ka fun has said after the city's received its first or- donated organs from the mainland last week, Chow, speaking on commercial radio on Monday, said that having such a mechanism would be good news for patients, and that there had, had always been cross-border organ donations mechanism overseas. Allowing a similar arrangement between Hong Kong and mainland China would not been a bad thing with the proximity of the two places, Chow added. Child's comments came after Lai Chi-hei, a 4-month-old baby uh, baby girl, underwent a successful heart transplant last Friday. Lai, who also became the city's youngest heart transplant patient, was a recipient of the donor heart after no other suitable recipients were found in mainland China. The request for the donor heart was made by Hong Kong government, with the Hospitals Authority submitting the required certificates for the import of the organs and confirming that the organ transplant complied with international standards and the requirements of human organ transplant ordinance. Charles has said that some international medical, medical groups would not accept studies on organ donations from mainland China, and that some foreign countries have, received, have raised concerns over, the, over China's previous use of death row inmates for organ donations. China has done a lot over the past decades. But other people's views are based on their understanding of China, not to mention organ donations. In other international political issues, they won't trust you regardless of what you say. Um, according to said Chao. Tim Pong, a community organizer from Society for Community Organization, said that the four-mile um, case was a good example to start discussions regarding organ donations between Hong Kong Maine, and China. Pang added that there were over 70 patients waiting for heart transplant in Hong Kong, and that the city's to, and that the city to China's organ donation system will increase the chances of patients receiving organs if healthcare standards with similar legislations in China became clearer. The community organizers said that while there were still questions over organ donations from mainland China and Hong Kong and overseas, <laughs> these concerns. Had to be dispelled by China, and the legal framework and healthcare system across the board has improved in recent years. Oh, really? Funny, I thought many people. thought the hukou system is even harder. The hukou system, where based, basically a system where if you move your local area, you have no access to healthcare, and your and your kids can't go to school, you can't go to work, you can't do anything, you can't even get a paperwork to even live there anyway. So that's how it is. And I'm already concerned about. People are concerned about this freaking organ donation system. Which basically have people got their organs ripped out and sold. Basically similar ways it happens to Tibetans. um, I guess activists. Falun Gong practitioner which is the most because they have healthy organs. And the Uyghurs. And plenty of executed people. By executed people, I mean people are killed just so they can have their organs ripped out. You guys can sit here and you know tell me I'm lying, but look at reports, There's plenty of reports of the organ organ transplant, illegal organ transplant taken from, from taken from Falun Gong practitioners who are killed, so that way they can have the organ being taken out. If you ask me, well, are the Falun Gong's making that? No, it's a Chinese it's a Chinese communist authorities are actually doing it. And one final I guess the final report for today. Four new lawmakers sworn into Hong Kong's legislature with one asked to repeat oath after mishap. Oh wow, did we already did that in back it, back a couple of months ago all the way up in January? <laughs> four new four newly elected Hong Kong lawmakers were sworn into office on Monday, one of whom had to repeat the oath vowing to uphold the city's mini constitution and serve its government after mispronouncing some parts of the oath. Adrian Ho, founder of Pro- of the probation Facebook group Save Hong Kong, and I was also, and also an also executive committee member of the New People's Party. Cheng Wing Kwong from the pro Beijing D B Party, engineering professor Wee Wang Wong, and A I and A I company director Shang, Shanghai Long took their oath at the at the at the Legislative Council in front of Chief Executive John Lee on Monday. The four were elected in a by-election on Sunday for four vacant vacancies in the, elections com- in the election committee constituency. The predecessor, Horace Chung, Nelson Lam, Alice Mack, and Sun Dong joined Lee's cabinet in July. Only members of the 1,500 seats election committee made up of four Beijing elites are elegi- eligible to vote for the city's chief executive. The constituency has expanded, was expanded, and its composition changed as a part of Beijing's led election overhaul in March 2021. Wong was the last of the four to take his oath. The professor, who took the oath in Cantonese, mispronounced, sol- mispronounced solemnly, sincerely, and truly declared and affirmed, and was with- asked to repeat the entire oath by Kenneth, Ch- by Kenneth Chen, Secretary General of the Legislature. Lawmakers elect risk disqualification if they refuse to take an oath of allegiance, or intentionally change the content of the oath. Where'd that come from? Oh yeah, the requirement was introduced after an oath-taking fallout in the Legislative Council in 2016. That saw six lawmakers elect to squabble from the legislature. Yeah, it's not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, it's not new to us. It's not new. Those of you guys who read the news about Hong Kong back in 2016 or whatever. That's not new. It's not new to you guys. Now. Now it's, it's not. Some of you guys who never heard of It's new. But for people like me. Who heard about it. Well I haven't heard about it until 2017. Well maybe later. I'm not going to answer that. But. We heard about that. I actually heard about that in the news before. So we could. Know why. People are afraid to take the oath. Without, it, without them screwing up the, the freaking words. Or even trying to make a mistake. putting something in there. And. I just wish the oath could not be that freaking crazy. What do you expect? They're trying to make it look like an look like a a beige a you know something something in the way where you see a Beijing government does. And thank you for tuning in guys. If you guys enjoying his podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And make sure you guys are staying safe over the winter and make sure you guys are not doing something crazy over the winter. And make sure you guys are protect. Make sure you guys are being protected from the cold because it's gonna be it's gonna be really chilly, really chilly. So hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are actually enjoying your hot cocoa, And drinking coffee, Or whatever you guys are doing. And that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team KO, My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great holiday. <coughs>